We're back to provide the best content on health, update you on injustices in the world, and keep you in the loop on what's viral. So if this is your first time listening, the acronym does spell out HIV. So in an effort to normalize that conversation as two people working in public health, we know that HIV is a serious disease, but this is our best way to reduce stigma. Now with that said, enjoy the show. Let's do it. They have to t- have the, these hard conversations with their families that they may want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Like I like to avoid, and I like to be by myself. Mm-hmm. So they can do that and just listen to the podcast and just be entertained. Oh, so you want to use that as an, as an excuse to get away from your, your in-laws? No, no. <laughs> I love my in-laws. I love my future in-laws. Hey, what's up, everyone? Um, welcome back to Conversations in Health. This is Mac. And Alberto. What's going on, man? Good, man. How's it going? How good. you been? I'm good. I know you've been great. I'm tired. I'm, you're tired. They're working me hard here. They, they're <laughs> working all of us hard. I'm thinking I, I should have been off for the last two weeks of December. That would have been nice. And we'll basically be off for the next two weeks since this will be the last podcast of 2019. Yeah. Uh, since we really just started in November 2019. Yeah. So you just got three episodes and then we're done happy for this one, year. Happy one month. Right? One month in. It has been one month. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been a good one so far. But before we go in, any anything special in your life? Uh, I am now an almost an honest man. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? You got to be specific. Well, Say it so I can tell you welcome to, to my side. Well, I recently got engaged. Hey. <laughs> so I will be getting married. Congrats. In the future. Right. That is like within a year, Congrats. year and a half. Congrats. Um, and then my the rest of my life will begin after that. What are you, like four days engaged? In four days. Four days engaged. So got engaged on Friday. And now... <laughs> We're still happy. Yeah, you feel any different? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you during the planning to see if that changes. Not yet. <laughs> are you looking forward to the holidays? What am I looking forward to? Yeah, like, are you looking forward to anything specific? I'm looking, eh, just you know, the normal family thing. I'm looking to mainly relax. It's okay. the off time for me right now because we don't have school. No, sem- no classes until January. That's good. So I'm just trying to just not think but I would like to pick up a nice book that I can finish between That's now sweet. and then. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you watch shows? Are you into shows? Oh yeah, I love shows. Right now I'm back on watching New Girl. Oh, I used to binge that. Binge watching show. Love New Girl. I, I, yeah, I used to. I, don't, I, I, st- I think I stopped at like season five. Yeah, same years. I need yeah. to finish six and seven. But what about yourself? Uh, I don't know, man. It's my first official holiday, Christmas and, and, and New Year married, so. Um, looking forward to that. Mistletoe action? Yeah, definitely. Looking for some peace and quiet, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, you know, but yeah, looking do, forward do to Do they it. have mistletoes in Haiti? <laughs> the mistletoe is just something you can create. Was <laughs> oh, that an American thing? Yeah, it's an American thing, but oh. still, it's something you just create. <laughs> Are you guys celebrating that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you didn't see the, the, the wink, uh, definitely wink. I'm looking forward to... Um, a nice holiday uh, season with my wife. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. So what do you have for us for our health conversation? It's just really quickly. I, I saw this ad on face um, that that was on Facebook and, and people were talking about it. I wanted to bring it up to everyone. It's kind of like more informational. Uh, the ad literally reads, ads on Facebook uh, spreading misinformation about anti, uh, anti-HIV medications. And it's basically um, 
accusing the medication Truvada, which is for PrEP, um, Truvada, Truvada for PrEP, as basically causing um, bone loss and kidney damage, which has been clinically proven not to be true. Um, it's, it's like, I guess the proper term is not clinically significant. Um, I do know that some people have experienced um, bone loss, um, bone, bone density loss to be specific, and that's not even, it's not even like an everyone and doesn't last long either, which made me want to go into more informational, uh, you know, kind of like educating people about um, some methods that they can use for prevention. That's what I wanted to talk about. Well, there's gonna be a lot of prevention this holiday season because right. you're gonna not gonna be working, you're gonna be home. Exactly. You'll be f***ing. Whatever your action is, <laughs> um, just stay safe and, and be preventative. Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to talk but about. But enjoy your sex. Right, right, right. So, um, because I saw the, the false advertisement and I'm like, man, everyone is millions of people with Facebook that can probably see this ad and, and if they were on Truvada for prep. Now they won't want to Yeah, be. they won't want to be in there probably calling their providers like, what the heck did you put me on? Like, obviously the first method that everyone talks about is unfortunately in the state of Florida, we're still an abstinent state. Yeah. Um, so, it was, so we have to say that. We have to say that. No, it was funny when we looked up what kind of states, what states offer as far as sex education goes. Mm -hmm. uh, we, working here, we already know that Florida is special in how they do their sex education stuff. <laughs> special, yeah. But, Where it's not required. <laughs> That's how special right. they are. So, fun fact, uh, there are nine states in the U.S that have no mandate on sex education or HIV and education. Uh, Florida being one of them, but along with them, you have Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Idaho, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Texas, and Virginia. Hmm. You can probably take a guess on, well, actually, I'm not even positive on what their, everyone else's numbers are in HIV or in STDs because we're number one on HIV. Yeah, but also like, I'm looking at these states, right? Arizona, red hot state. All right, it's like towards the west, right? Arkansas, okay. I don't know how many people travel through Arkansas, but when you're when you're talking about Florida, like first of all, in the Bible Belt, it's in the south. A lot of people are coming through South Beach. Like, why are you still giving these antiquated, you know, subjects? I mean, I understand we still gotta. We still got to talk about abstinence and stuff like that, but they're not even required to do sex education at all, and that's scary. No. Um, and and by by the state of Florida being like an abstinent state, what does that even mean? Well, it means that uh, during the sex education classes, when kids grow are growing up and going through school, uh, the school system in Florida does not require comprehensive sex education on ways to do it safely. They promote abstinence and that's about it. That's as much So it's not even required. No, they stress but. abstinence <laughs> and, and you don't have sex is the, is the goal. Which is crazy. Is, and it's the message that the state of Florida has given to schools to then give to the students. Orange County, where we are right now, abstinence plus. So they're not gonna expressly give you information on sexual mm -hmm. health mm -hmm. unless you ask. And if the students Which, don't know what to ask, that's then they're not getting that information. Like, of course I it is. We're coming from down south. Like we had newly diagnosed 
with HIV were in the hundreds for people 13 through 19 the past two years alone. That's crazy. That's not, I mean, I, I'm not a government official, but I just think they need to Anymore. rethink that. Right. Uh, yeah, right. But I just need, I think they need to rethink that, that policy um, and stop hiding behind the whole idea of abstinence. I think um, you can do that choose to protect, right? That's, that's a, that's a good, right. I think it's a better way to say it, you know, but abstinence, I, I think is ridiculous. So, but anyway, I thought that was interesting that um, out of the nine states that doesn't have to do sexual ed education, Florida is one of them. Um, but obviously, besides abstinence, we know we have condoms, which I did uh, interesting research. And um, I don't know if most people know, but condom is not, obviously we know it's not 100% um, effective because of human error. Um, but then I went to this website and it's, it breaks it down even more. The website is called bedsider.org and it gives like all of the, you know, contraceptives that you can click on and you click on condoms. It's actually saying with typical use, condom is like 80% effective, which I don't even know what typical use 100% effective in my heart. <laughs> right, it's worked, it's worked for me 100% of the time, but because they had like typical use 80% of the time and then perfect use. 98 percent of the well i didn't even know perfect use included the loop thing or yeah. the uh the allergy thing right right so perfect use assuming the person is not bothered by it and there's not too much dryness to to rip the condom and you put it on properly and you leave the little space at the tip um you know did you want to include the thing that you taught me today about what anal sex oh i mean well a lot of people know that um the insertive or internal condoms are actually used for anal sex as well. No, no, no. Um, That's not the one. Which one? Were they? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> no. It's a poop, poop story. It's <laughs> a shit story. <laughs> Literally. Um, but no, um, yeah. So um, the insertive condoms are also used as a prevention mechanism. So if you do practice, um, anal sex or vaginal sex, we recommend that you use the insertive condoms. And you can use that uh, for, for females or people who identify as females. You can actually use um, the insertive condoms and put it hours before you even have sex, which I thought was interesting. A lot of people don't know that. Um, so you can, if you know you're about okay. to, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think you don't have a vagina, so of course you're good. But well, no, no, no. Even then, I don't think I would if I had because I have to go to the bathroom and I like you urinate. Well, I think that's you, for that work. I think that's more for people. Who, like, say for example, you're going to the club and you're you still got to pee at the club. You're expecting to bring somebody back home with you. We need a woman on this. Yeah, we do definitely do need a woman. Ask about on this. how do you do it. But if you read the instructions, it says you can actually put it hours ahead of your sex. Oh no, I know that, but like you gotta go to the bathroom. I don't know how that would work. And, and like, you know, <laughs> I do. I don't know actually because <laughs> I don't identify as a woman, but I don't know how it would work either. It's okay if you do. It is okay if I do, but Safe I don't. Space. I don't. Just <laughs> throwing it out there. Um, the other thing is to um, obviously, which is the the biggest thing right now, is prep. A lot of people know pre-exposure prophylaxis. 
and the word prophylaxis just means like prevention. So um, before exposure um, from HIV, right? It's one pill a day, if taken every day, has been proven to reduce HIV transmission between 92 to 99% of the you know effectiveness. Right. Um, which I don't know why anyone would be going against that because it's a biomedical intervention. It's not a like all end all be all. It's a you know take this in addition to mm -hmm. just like a use a condom in addition to being safe. Um, you know so if you're taking prep. It's also recommended that you keep using your condoms because it doesn't protect against uh, um, other sexual transmitted diseases or infections. Um, and it's also asking the question. It's also getting tested routinely. These are all prevention tips that I kind of wanted to talk about. So please, if you're thinking about taking PrEP, PrEP is actually for anyone who wants it. Um, you have to just speak to your provider, right? See, you can't, in the state of Florida at least, um, I know California is trying to um, have PrEP be over the counter. Um, but in the state of Florida, you still have to, you know, speak to your provider, and that's just to make sure that everything is still okay with you. That you know, um, it's like taking taking any any, any medication. Right. So at the end of the day, you got to talk to your doctor. Right. Every three months, you get a you know test to to make sure that the ten or four vil levels and your and the blood is still good, um, and that you're you're adherent. You're taking it when you're supposed to, and that there are no other issues going on. Ask the questions. Uh, go to hopeandhelp.org. Go to cdc.gov. Do your own research instead of listening to any ads on Facebook. Next up for our injustice segment, uh, we're going to go back a little bit into not getting into the politics of things, but uh, in, recently this woman in North Carolina was arrested for uh, ironically voting in the 2016 election. Uh, come to so find voting is illegal <laughs> it is if you were incarcerated and on probation okay so a 19th century law in pl put in place by north carolina democrats in the 19th century uh, stated that uh it, it was a it was a law that was put into place to strip the rights away from newly enfranchised black people so and in the and in the article the quote of why this law was put into place was to rescue the white people of the East from the curse of Negro domination. So essentially, it was already voter suppression that we had that was already well documented during the 2016 election and historical ways of suppressing minority votes. I feel like if I could, I would just go to law school and just be someone that sits and revise and eradicate, just literally remove all stupid laws that are still like kind of there but not you know followed uh, until when until somebody wants to because i feel like that's literally what happened i feel like somebody just wanted to blame someone and pulled out that law from like 19th century to make a point i feel like i, I would just do that like go sit there and look at state by state look at every there was a law that said um like you can't even walk on the same sidewalk as a white woman if you were a black male and that law still exists in the state of Florida, which which is crazy. And and looking at that, the woman probably didn't even think that she couldn't vote because she was she was out of jail, right? And she was on probation. Right, she was on probation, and the law specifically states that you have to finish one your time, and then two anything that 
you have to do after getting out. Once all that completed, you, you your rights would then be restored. But going to jail or going to prison, your your rights are already just removed, and you're stripped of your rights for a lot of things. So, how many other people? That I, I, it'd be interesting to know how many other people have been arrested for that same law in that same state. Uh, let me look real quick. Because that that to me seems like all of a sudden, when they needed. Oh, and, but the, this is this is the interesting part. This was um, this was already two year, three years after the election, and she could face 19 months in prison because she didn't realize that she did she no longer she still didn't have the right to vote. Um, but if I look, I think I can find how many people were arrested for. But to, to call it race. to call it a Negro problem, and that is why that law was enacted alone, should be a reason to eradicate that law. Oh, it should be, but you know, we're not as a society, or as That's, as in a, as in this democracy currently, we're not quick to change laws. And I mean, laws are already harder to change on purpose because you want to make sure that you can't just flip flop on how you want the lay of the land to work. Mm. Uh, but if I read here, this was from the 2016 election. 441 people were investigated for possibly voting with a felony in the 2016 election. 68% of them are black. Mm. Um, and so when you look at the incarceration rates for the current, the, the car incarceration population can't mm -hmm. talk in the United States, the majority of them are going to be African-American. And historically that's already been a disenfranchised population and a population that, that has already had systemic power stripped from them uh, from even starting from the days where they arrived in this country. So when you look at all these factors and, and, the, and the things that we uh, people of color have to face today, this is just yet another barrier yeah. into getting the things you need in your life to progress and move forward. Because uh, even Florida passed the law in this past election cycle that would allow people that are that have gotten out of jail to be able to vote. And even then there's now some pushback that no, they gotta pay these fines, they gotta do all these things. And you still, you wanna take the barrier, but then you wanna add in those little hurdles to even move forward. It's, it's frustrating. And I imagine it'd be frustrating for anyone that wants to be an active part of this democracy and wants to make a difference in the work community, but then they can't because the law and the system that they're playing within says they can't. So, I mean, with that, like I, the first thing I thought about too was like how HIV has been criminalized um, for the longest. And even speaking of antiquated laws, um, I think, you know, the ACLU did a research on this. Um, there's in the early kind of like craziness of HIV, a lot of people, a lot of states passed on, like passed up, like passed rigid laws. Um, to kind of like, they actually labeled at, at one point HIV as a bioterrorism um, threat, right? So regardless of if the person was actually, you know, um, you know, contracted HIV, they actually, you know, that the criminalization of, of that was even this horrible. So these are like, even that I have a, a colleague of mine um, that actually is very passionate about decriminalizing HIV. Um, and I think that's definitely something for people to look at. Currently, there are 34 states that has harsh, like, laws 
for, you know, that punishes people for exposing another person, regardless of consensual sexual acts. And the, the it's funny enough, like with, those in the state of Florida, you can face up to 30 years yeah, for having it, sex with someone with HIV, whether whether or not they actually contracted the virus. Exactly. And that's that's that 10 years for an STD, 30 years for HIV. But then my question to you is, and especially in 2019 and the climate that we live in now, where we're talking about uh, PEP, we're talking about, you know, post-exposure prophylaxis, we're talking about being able to get to undetectable and undetectable means you cannot transmit the virus. Like, I think these laws need to be revised. They do, but unfortunately, like prior to me working here, I didn't know anything about undetectable or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't really know what HIV did as far as to the person and how it was transmitted typically. And so unfortunately the mass population understands that HIV is a immunodeficiency. Uh, however, you still get the, uh, that you're dirty, you get the shameful thing. We had people that like just random folks that you meet out, whatever, that find out where you work, you get into conversation and, and one person asked, uh, is it possible that one day the AIDS virus will just spread and people will die in mass amounts because of it? That's, uh, see, this goes back to now. Like who the f Yeah, like that? the government needs to do, and we all need to do a better job at educating each other. But I think it's time that we focus on information because we quote unquote live in the information age but yet people are still saying stuff like that, mm -hmm. right? So obviously there's, there's a disconnect. Either they're not, they don't care enough to, to do their research, but didn't want to speak on what they don't know, or they're just spreading ignorant facts and they just think it's facts. Mm -hmm. They're ignorant statements and they just think it's facts. But regardless, I think the same way we spend time talking about laws and making laws harder, like if somebody is deliberately spreading HIV, um, you know, tr as a kind of like a way to kill somebody, then, you know, okay, I can understanding, you know, I can understand that person going to jail because it's just like any threat, right? It's just like I have a gun to shoot um, pigeons or whatever other animal that I shoot and I choose to shoot a human being with it, then yeah, that's arrest that person, fine. But if, if we're talking about protecting yourself, if we're talking about taking care of yourself and, that, and somebody is doing all of that, they're on their regiment, um, and they get to undetectable level, but now, now my wife is mad at me, or we we break up, or whatever the situation is, or your partner, you're no longer with that person. Now they get to use that same personal and trusted conversation they had with you as a way now to get you in trouble, and that's that's the issue because the state, the law says regardless of transmit actual transmission. Let me ask you this: Who's what, what party needs to be the one to create that change? I mean, well, people who are most affected by the situation, right? People who are living with the virus and also wants to um, not feel criminalized about the situation. And I think that's what it should be. If you, if it's, if it's about decriminalization, then the people who are most affected should definitely speak up. And I don't know what they're doing um, effectively um, to, to, to kind of change the law about that. But I, I, my goal and, and my hope is that someone somewhere is bringing it up 
because um, as an ally, there's only so much I can do. I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing the scientific fact. Um, but I sure hope that other people are, are doing more. Since it is the end of a decade. I can't, I can't even believe that. It's been a decade. Graduated high school in 2010, graduated college in 2015. Really? And, uh, yeah. Oh. And now I'm about to end some end the end the decade engaged. <laughs> so all three chapters in a decade, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, you did all three and in in, in got married, right? Yeah, I did all three and got married. Yeah. Now, what would be well? One of the, I, I want to before I even get to this list because we put in a top five 2010 moments. Mm-hmm. One of the things for this year that I thought there were a lot of things this year that happened that were just shocking for me was at the beginning of the year the Jesse Smollett fake attack thing in Chicago. That was, what year was that? This is this year. This was this year, okay. This year. It seemed, it seemed he, like it was recent. Yeah, so that was the one thing. The second one... So are we going backwards? Or are we going from more recent to oldest? Or we no, we're going to start from the start of the decade. But okay. the second part of this year that shocked me was the college admission scandal. Oh, yeah. Where the uh, people of people with money mm-hmm. uh, were bribing and, and paying these schools to admit their underqualified children into high-level institutions. Can I be honest with you? That part did not shock me. What shocked me was the charges and how long they had to spend in jail. Um, Less than 60 days. Um, Well, not for for the the full housewoman who... She she could face more because she didn't she pleaded still, not guilty. Yeah. Right, she pleaded not guilty. But the, Lori the one, Laughlin, there, yeah, there the, it is. But the person that wrote the letter, the other lady that wrote the letter to apologize and she was remorsed or whatever the situation is, she's only facing what I think thirty to sixty days. Well, she's facing basically nothing. Yeah, nothing. Meanwhile, and this bothered me a lot. This lady who basically used a friend's address or I think a relative's address. Um, just to just so her kid can go to a better school, I think it was it oh, was all was over Georgia, Twitter. Right? Yeah, it was all over Twitter. She she had five years mm-hmm. for using someone else's address that she knew, and she's black. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that part. So we go back to the injustices of people of color yeah, too. Yeah, I'm glad you said it. I didn't say it. You know, I can I, say it. <laughs> I don't want people to say I'm always, you know, playing a card. But it's it's just it was upsetting. Like the person put hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to lie and falsify exams and test and and, and scores basically, and they got less than sixty days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that that's what shot me the most out of that whole situation, Jesse. It's just deceiving, <laughs> and but he's still on the show. Is he? Yeah, I thought they I, I killed him off. Recent, but I saw a recent episode. But they killed him off. I thought. Did, did they kill him off? Maybe. Did I watch an old episode? I don't know. My wife. Was, I, I didn't know about the show, show until he came into the limelight. So yeah. I, I, my I wife, really my wife watched. But when, the show. but when you end up calling yourself the Black Tupac, you kind of just turned it off for me. Yeah, yeah. That no. Or the Gay Tupac. That's the what gay, it was. Okay, gay that's Tupac. What, it was the Gay there's Tupac. There's no comparison at all. It was the Gay Tupac. No, no. Okay. But um, <laughs> not even close. I just, I'm just gonna hold my my opinion about that. But um, nah, it's just Jesse Smollett is, is he just deceived everyone to get more money. It's just yeah. conniving. All right, but we're gonna get into the top five moments of 2010. But what about yours? I'm sorry. What about yours? That was what mine. are your no your personal like in your life? In my life? Yeah, in your life. 
and for the decade for that happen in my life yeah that, or is that is it college uh i don't know I think I think I topped it off by getting engaged. Mm -hmm. That was good. I think that'll be my top moment if, and my now fiance yeah. probably gonna want it to be that way. To me, top would probably be getting married um, to top off the decade and also traveling to um, three continents. Are you doing Africa? Yeah. yeah. With no, I haven't done Africa yet, but I've done Asia, I've done Europe, and I've done... Um, the Americas. But you want, but I know you're talking to Paul yeah, yeah, Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing Africa with um, uh, an organization, uh, but that's to give back. The other continents were for me to have fun, but um, I definitely, <laughs> want, <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm planning on going to Africa really soon to, to give back to my roots, as they say. <laughs> oh, good. Um, all right, so the top 10 moments of the 2010s, we have the, tw the iPad, first iPad came out in 2010. It seemed like iPad has been there for like a hundred years already, but um. I love an iPad. Second, I've never had one. Never had one. Never had one. It lasts every a pretty time, lasts a pretty good time. Every time I get tempted to buy one, I I always feel like I'm, I'm wasting money because I already have another tablet and laptops. But yeah. And number two, we have in 2012, the Mayan calendar said that we were gonna face our apocalyptic end. Oh. We're and, dead, don't you know? And the second coming, oh no, that was a rapture, and that was probably the year before. Oh yeah, where Jesus was coming for a second, oh, okay. a second round. We're having this our... conversation from our graves. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are living in simulation. Because it was there was Y two K, it was twenty twelve, there was another one in twenty sixteen. I mean, we've just been dying. You should look at uh, the the conspiracy that we're living I'm in a simulation. Done. Oh okay, I'm that's a good one. That. Number three. The black and blue or the white and gold dress. To this day, that dress still looks black and blue for it's me. It's black and blue for me too. Okay. So I was gonna ask you if you've seen it. This <laughs> I'm glad we saw the same thing. It was black I and blue. I think my for fiance thought it was white and gold. Nope. I thought it was a hoax. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, those color patterns are not even close. It was an ugly dress. Um, <laughs> but these are the next two are a little more significant. And number four. Same-sex marriage becomes legal in the United States. Yeah, that was um, that was that big, shook big America. victory. Big victory for yeah. LGBT folks, brothers and sisters, gender non-conformings, and everyone in between. And then the last one was that in 2019 we swore in the most diverse class uh, into Congress, which included 117 women. Uh, a historic number of people of people of color mm -hmm. and then a historic number of lgbtq leaders that are now helping run our country mm -hmm. and i think that's a significant step forward because when you're looking at uh shifting changes of society that's kind of where the pivotal things happen you change who are the, who's making the decisions from the typical things we've seen before to now bring in whiteies yeah you said it Bringing up the race card. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> to people that can that can have a little more different lived experience that can then influence change in a way that's more to the actual population. Mm. But that was it for 2010s. Now we have the 2020s, the roaring 20s. So it's going to be... 
the Roaring Twenties. That's like 1920s. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an insane <laughs> decade coming up. Uh, thank you for joining us this time for Conversations in Health. We'll see you on January 1st or the week after because the holidays are coming. So recording is gonna be interesting. Yeah. I do have an episode from the Chamber of the Old version of this that I can put out, but we'll talk about that. Follow us at Hope and Help. Not one without me in there. If it's one without me in there, you know I disagree. <laughs> it is without you, but I gotta I gotta give people content for consumption because they got to they have to t- have the, these hard conversations with their families that they may want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Like I like to avoid and I like to be by myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they can do that and just listen to the podcast and just be entertained. Oh, so you want to use that as an as an excuse to get away from you? <laughs> your in laws. No, no. I love my in-laws. I love my future in-laws. Right. Says no one ever. I could do worse. You could sure, do. we all can do worse. You I could can do worse. Do worse. You could do worse. worse. But stay safe. Um, you know, uh, use preventative measures. Don't overeat. Don't shoot guns in the air. Definitely don't do that. Um, and what else? I just... Take Don't drink and drive. Year. Do the, I'm sure AAA does their ride thing where they'll get, give you the free ride. Oh, yeah, they did that last year. Yeah. Take That's an Uber. Good. Have a friend. Don't walk by yourself, male or women. I don't mind charging um, and being your personal driver, chauffeur. Um, don't call me. You I'll can be... call me. <laughs> $50 minimum. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah. $2,500 minimum to go to my wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, if you if you ever want to go to this guy's wedding, he's he's asking you for twenty five hundred dollars. Pay for the mortgage, and then you'll be invited. <laughs> and then you're invited. That's all it takes twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, any donation. takers make a donation to his personal account, um, <laughs> or just make a donation to Hope and Help. Oh, that's and they can be invited. Is that a, is that? I no, like no <laughs> won't that, you won't get invited. But you can make a donation to Hope and Help. You'll you'll be helping people in need, right? Or you can just pay for my mortgage and come to my wedding and you'd be paying for me because I'm in need of mortgage saving. Oh, and before I forget, shout out to Spectrum. Oh yes, today we had Um, our 20th anniversary of our Angel Tree program, Toy Drive, sponsored by the employees of Spectrum. Gary Walsh has been super gracious for 20 years. He started this in 1999 by adopting Hope and Help and Hope and Help's families and patients to provide toys and gifts for the holiday season. Uh, this has been something that he has done out of his own pocket. Uh, him and his colleagues have paid money that they could use on their own families to provide holiday memories and gifts for our patients here at Hope and Help. So we're truly grateful for his contribution and his service. Um, it really is one of the most selfish, selfless acts I have ever witnessed yeah. in my time. I have never seen one organization donate so much and so many gifts to uh, to people in need, especially around this time. I mean, it's we're not talking about, and I saw all of them coming in one by one this morning, and it's not just one gift. It's like two, three gifts boxed together for a family or four or five even. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I just wanted to shout them out because that is amazing. Um, hopefully I can get to a level where I can do that to myself. but Maybe in the new year. Right. Definitely shout out to um, in the new year when Hope and Help's giving more money. Um, gives me more money definitely. Yeah. yeah. But shout out to them um, and thank you again 
Gary, if you're ever listening to this. And so with that, we wish you farewell. Have a good new year. Well, we will see you back in 2020 safe, happy, healthy, and hopefully more wealthy. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.